Hello my wonderful Quiet Rebels, it's Meike here and before we jump into today's really incredible and also very relevant episode by the way, I'm so excited to share an announcement with you about a one-on-one service offering that I'm bringing back from the 2020 archives but with a 2023 twist. This is my VIP spotlight experience where I partner with you as you step into the spotlight as a sought-after expert in your industry to be featured on podcasts. So do you want to make it super, super clear? This is all about you being seen at scale by your ideal clients, your ideal community, and being on aligned podcasts so you're really reaching the right people. So this is where I will support you in helping you to safely and succinctly tell your story, to clarify your signature suite of leadership topics, and where I will transform those topics into three pitches for you that I will write on your behalf. So they're actually ready to send to podcasters straight away. I am so excited to actually bring back this way of working with me because I've really learned a lot since, you know, it's been three years since the last time I offered this. And I really wanted to bring in my ICF certification of trauma-sensitive leadership. So that way you are sharing your story in a way that's so impactful, but doesn't actually lead to a vulnerability hangover where my active listening skills are there to hold that space for you as you ideate in real time. And I capture those gems of genius that you have within you. And we can actually put it in a suite of topics you can always refer to again and again. So when people ask you, hey, I have a podcast, what can you talk about? You'd be able to know. And not only that, you'll be walking away with your own ready to send suite of pitches that I write for you. So there are so many other details that I can add on to this, but I really don't want to take up too much airtime here on this podcast today. So if you are interested in learning more about what the VIP Spotlight experience includes in terms of your actual deliverables, because yes, I'm amping up the deliverables. So you are super, super secure and ready as soon as we finish working together and a 2023 twist with a pay in full bonus that I never offered before. So if you are interested in learning more, go to the show notes where you can check out more about my VIP spotlight experience. All right, let's get back to the episode. You're listening to the Quiet Rebels podcast, the place to be to explore what it means to run an online business when you don't always align with the status quo. I'm your host, Meike Sang, the Sustainable Visibility Mentor, Certified Trauma-Sensitive Leadership Coach, and Podcast Guesting Strategy Trainer. And I'm here to remind you that contrary to what we're taught to believe, you don't always have to be the loudest person in the room in order to be heard. Because if anything, we stand out and make an even deeper difference when we stand up for what we believe in and share who we're supporting along the way. So if you'd like to join me and my guests as we venture into these pretty nuanced conversations where we choose to find the meaning in the messy middles of our entrepreneurial journey, then let me welcome you into the quiet rebellion. Let's get started. Hello, my wonderful Quiet Rebels. It's Meike here, and we are back for 2023 with the Quiet Rebels podcast. And today's conversation is definitely a much needed one. It's with my dear friend, Liz Ellery. We have been in each other's spheres for the last couple of years, and we definitely bonded over the fact that we're fellow Brits (laughs) as well, like both British folks. And today we're going to be talking about something that I feel is on a lot of people's hearts right now. And it's 
is one of those things that's kind of under the surface, but we're going to bring it up to the surface today. And that is the conversation about feeling somewhat disconnected or misaligned with our own branding when life happens, like when big shifts happen, when we find that our identities aren't what we thought they were. And there's just a lot of navigation around this process. So Liz, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So please, please, please do tell us, why did you want to specifically bring this conversation to the Quiet Rebels? And yeah, what prompted you um, to want to talk about it as well? Because I know it definitely relates to the kind of clients that you work with and your line of work as well. Yeah, well, I I think it's because I find that your audience is quite aligned with my audience. And it's people that are deep thinkers and they're very attuned to what is on their branding and what's going on internally with them with these shifts that are happening and it's like if something feels out of a line then they're not gonna it doesn't feel congruent when Mm. they're like well I'm feeling you know this big thing's happened to me and I want to you know I feel like I want to move in this direction but if somebody landed and saw my online presence and how I'm aesthetically coming across then they might think well that doesn't seem quite right and I find that your audience will really identify with that and I know that because a lot of clients have been coming to me very recently with this issue that my clients um, align with that and I think that's why I wanted to talk with you about it because we you know we're very similar in how we approach our businesses and you know I'm very intuitive as a designer and that's how I am and I feel like you're in intuitive as well with your work when you're working with your clients and that's why I wanted to have the conversation with 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 your audience because I feel like they'll get it and hopefully I'll offer some sort of um, resolution for them where they've maybe been thinking oh yeah that's what's what that's what's not been feeling right and once I've like click that into place I'm gonna fly because I'm ready to fly but it's just not I've just not been able to take quite flight quite just yet Mm, yes and there's a particular word that really stood out when you were speaking just now and that is congruence and it's something that I didn't realize how much I hold in such high regard how important it is to be in in congruence with what I say I do what who I say I am and how that actually is represented through my branding and I think it's really important that we also touch on the fact that branding isn't just aesthetics although it's it's the first thing that people are going to see which is why it's of course important so can you tell us like very briefly um you know the other elements of branding to help reflect our our values as as they keep shifting okay so if we're going to go into the part of branding that isn't the aesthetics when so for instance when you land on my website aside from all of the visuals and things like that what you'll see is like the language that I use in Mm. how I'm speaking and trying to get me across and I find that a lot of my clients feel like they're like I I get on a call with you and I feel like I know you and I feel like and they'll say to me on my website I've tried to be this expert and very professional so that people see you know 
see me as this expert, but I'm like, well, they can see you as an expert, but you can still in- inject your personality in there. And I feel like they, they've been nervous about injecting personality because it will take away from them being seen as professional. Um, mm. I had a client that was a, ther- a therapist. So she trained for years as a doctor and was very academic, but she was also very spiritual And she felt that if she put any of her spiritual stuff Mm. in in her branding across, that it wouldn't, that they wouldn't take her seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, But the people that she was working with was um, HSP um, parents and children, highly sensitive children, and the parents of those um, of children like that. And I'm like, well. Don't, aren't they really interested in spiritual stuff too and she's like well yes and I'm like well and they're your dream clients yes well don't you think that they would identify <laughs> with you talking with that language or like introducing perhaps offers you know and the offers that are worded in a way that that is like speaking to them so I think that's the sort of branding that people don't think about is so when you've got a title for a brand you might um for an offer for instance you might call that um online course to help your child and you might have something that was a little bit more spiritual in how you worded that that would align more with the client but because you're thinking oh well that doesn't make me sound professional enough and I think that's where a lot of people get held back is what they think people want to see rather mm. than being who they they really are. Oh, that right there. <laughs> like that in itself is such a gem because um I've personally struggled with this over time as well because um I thought because like as I'm someone of Asian descent and my age often isn't what people guess and there's there is ageism that exists right so if I don't look a certain age and I don't have enough experience and therefore I you know I'm not qualified enough to to charge x amount of prices right so I've had quite an issue with that um not so much now probably because I've gotten a bit older but (laughs) but a couple of years back and I really struggled with it and so when I worked um you know on my own rebrand that I did back in 2020 I'm due for another one this year um the person who I worked with uh we actually wound up doing an easter egg hunt and actually that was such a fun element to my brand and I absolutely loved it and I started gushing about it to like loads of people and it was just a fun element because while my work is very serious and very grounded um there is a light-heartedness approach to it mm. while still taking it seriously it, it's, it's a balance so like you said with your own client with your uh, therapist client that yes leading with her qualifications and her expertise but also not foregoing a huge piece of how she loves to do her work and how she loves to interact, which could be the very reason why people would want to hire her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yesterday I had um, a brand consultation with a client and she, she hadn't updated her website for quite a while. And the wording in there was, it just felt like it was jam packed with 
speech about how she'd been on this television show, like television shows that I've appeared on that I've really enjoyed this morning or this. And, and she's repeated lots of these celebrity style shows or what she's done to show her expertise. But really, you know, she's got 500,000 followers on Facebook. She's got 250,000 YouTube um subscribers you know 200,000 Instagram followers you know that is she's got an expertise because that's you know there are so many different ways to show your expertise it might be that you have no numbers but you've got testimonials and it's different ways but that's a really solid way to show I am an expert I don't have to tell you about all of the things that I've been on in my about page I can actually just talk to you about me and who I am and inject my personality in there because she will have done that back in the day when she did her website because she thought that that was important but now she's skipped you know she's three years down the line and people want to know about her not about what show she is to show that she's the expert that she is Mm. Um, and I just thought that was a really exciting moment for her to realize that it's that that you can just be yourself. You don't have to try and pepper everything with this is why I'm good at what I do. Mm. Yes. I like there's um a phrase that just came to mind that I've been thinking on a while and I think this is the perfect place to drop it. So it's it sounds what I'm hearing from you is that the aesthetic visual appeal is what makes the the initial impression when someone first finds out about you and then when you inject your personality into the copy that is what makes the impact that is what retains the attention and to like spark the interest of them to actually work with you so the visual it makes the impression the copy makes the impact yeah and you know what's really funny and that's how we actually we first connected was because my business but bestie she she knows you and she was in a in a group with you and she's a copywriter and I'm a designer and we always have this little argument between us about what's more important (laughs) the design or the copy and and we would go back and forth about it and I think and I've come to this sort of thing where I think that I think that the slightly edging up higher is the copy, but the the branding is so important with when it comes to the aesthetic because you like you just said, you've got to somebody's got to visually connect with it and think, okay, it's like a first impression on a dating app. You might like somebody and you mm. you're like, yeah, I like the look of them, but if they've got no context or like you know substance or something that you connect with then it's mm. like next yeah but it's the you know you would never swipe or look at them unless you aesthetically connected with them yeah. so that's like with the branding so that is really important but then you've got to back up your copy which is your branding and how you speak to your to your client and how you get who you are across Mm. yeah so that that definitely this is definitely prompting me to look back at my copy I'm like oh how much of it is actually reflective to (laughs) the journey now which actually brings me to my next question which is so what would you say would be 
maybe you've experienced I'm sure you've experienced this yourself um so what do you do then when you're when both your visual aesthetic of your branding and the copy part of your branding is no longer reflective of the direction that you want to go it's like you've gone through a big life change right and it's like oh it's not quite working and what if we can't get quite up to speed with the change of the official branding during that time like how do you navigate that I think you know you can always um go ahead and sell your offers and stuff with a with branding and and website that you that doesn't feel quite right you can I'm not saying it's got to stop you but I think with your audience and mine it it's not you're not going to push yourself forward in a way that you would if you felt like that was really congruent with where you are right now so I think the best way to try and fix that and get it right so so that it is 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 sitting down with like um going for walks or whatever but going and sitting down and just saying where am I now like when I look at my branding what are the words that come to mind you know and it might be that it's playful and it's fun and it's um uplifting and bright um and very poppy you know and sparky and stuff like that but actually and then like you've got that on one side of your piece of paper and then on the right hand side you're like well but how am I feeling right now with my identity shift that's happened and it might it might be that you've split up with a partner that you know that's left you sort of feeling maybe really free or really grounded or you know like you know some sort of way or you've had a trauma or grief or you've become a parent or something that has split you up from those words that are on the left hand side and some of them are obviously still going to be relevant because it's still you but there might be something like that you want you know a word that might come to mind that we were speaking of before is where I want my I want my branding to feel really grounded and like really calm and um I want it to feel like powerful and make my feeler feel like this whereas before it's like really poppy and fun and blah 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 but actually I'm feeling in more of a serious state of mind I don't want it to be super glum and dark or anything but (laughs) it's a bit more like that like how do I get that and I think you can approach it in so many different ways whether it's a photo shoot that reflects like this you know new you because that will come across in your visual like on your face you know and how you are there's a different energy about you maybe your clothes have also altered slightly as well um so that's a really great way is doing a photo shoot and just uploading those pictures so the energy of the aura around you changes but it can also be in in things like your copy and you can make the copy that was like, hey, how are you doing today sort of thing? Or it's like, so I wanted to talk to you today about how are you feeling? And I think that there are just subtle changes that you can go through and just change a sentence. So it's maybe not as um, poppy as like the left-hand column, if I'm using this example, to something that just feels a bit more rooted and grounded um, and softer. And I think if you've got visually written down what your branding was and is and how you are feeling right now and how you want your clients to feel on the right hand side written down I think that's a really good way and to have those words 
and Mm. to tinker with your copy and be like oh okay yeah 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 that's like when I reread that that makes me feel like this new identity shift word that I want to come across for my when when my people are reading this and then when you're selling your offer and you're like promoting yourself or you're giving a talk or something you feel like those people have got to see you got to see this new identity that you have and who you are now and now they've seen you speak at this gig or they've heard you on this podcast or they found your Facebook ad and they really resonate with this new vision that you're projecting and who you are and they're going onto your website and rather than seeing this like poppy version of you which you know is still underneath that but the messaging that you're speaking about doesn't quite fit ring true it's like I don't really connect that lady or that man there with with this person but if you've just changed some of those words so they now resonate with this new you then they're going to feel immediately connected. And when you're giving that talk, in the back of your mind, you're not thinking, gosh, when they have when they go and see me and they go onto my website, they're not going to see who I am now there. And will they want to keep on following me? Are they going to want to sign up for this? Because it's not quite ringing truth for them and I'm a really authentic person and yes I was that person but now I'm I'm this like next level evolution of who I am I hope that's um answered that question I uh, I don't know if I've gone um, on a different tangent with that <laughs> no I think there's always truth with tangents and apparently one of my gifts tends to be like summing up things so what I'm hearing how I'm yeah. interpreting this exercise that you're sharing with us is getting out a piece of paper and on the left hand side to kind of like write down all the like characteristics the feels all the things about your current branding and yeah regardless of how you feel about it yet because that's on the right hand side and the right hand side is actually more representative of whichever life shifts um, that's happening any identity shifts or any new identities that have emerged or maybe have faded away a little but basically a current account of where you are Mm -hmm. and then what I'm hearing is that in order to help bridge the connection between the two so it doesn't feel like such an incongruent disconnect um, whenever you you know still show up before you have a big overhaul of a rebrand is actually like slowly transition um you know and finding those bridge of con- connections between the two sides and yeah. that can be through um slight shifts in your copy or big shifts in your copy um any visual elements that you might be able to change um without having to do like a huge rebrand yet um, yeah. like a mini photo shoot or something but it's just like the slow transition can happen instead of like I can't do anything to change this until I have a huge rebrand because that's yeah. probably how a lot of people feel it's like oh I can't do this unless I do it properly which yes I relate to but I love that this seems to be like a transitional exercise as we get to that point yeah I think so and that is really important because what's really funny is I am super um that person that is like I'm very Virgo like and things will hold me back. So I yeah. really hope, and, and I feel that maybe people in your audience are the same because they like, you're a perfect, I'm a perfectionist. So I will let something like this hold me back from going forward. And I really don't want, you know, your audience, my audience to feel like that's going to stop them. Like it mm. has in past stopped me. 
And and if that is a case where you really believe that this is going to stop me moving forward, don't procrastinate. Just get it done. Hire your web designer or like do it yourself. And just like if it's really important to you and you feel like it's going to stop you moving forward, say, okay, for two weeks, I'm just like going to put a pause on my client work or whatever if I have that, uh, if I'm able to. And just take those two weeks to like, do it and you can get it done in two weeks Mm. um if you do a little bit of prep work beforehand and just get it sorted yeah it's one of those things that can be forever at the bottom of the to-do list that it just keeps getting postponed but I love that you said this because um so I can see some parallels with our work um with our clients actually because some of my clients come to me um, when they're about to rebrand because they have the struggles like I feel like I can't put myself out there if if I'm talking about things that actually aren't reflective of my brand right now, like, what do I do? Like, do I just stop being visible until I've done the rebrand? I'm like, no, you, you showcase the journey because the audience that's going to stay with you aren't just going to care about what they see, but it's more about what they feel and what they experience when they're with you. So take them along for the ride, you know, showcase the transition, share the behind the scenes of all the fields that come up, all of the tangible actions that you're taking as you're doing this rebrand. And then the ones who are meant to stay will, and they'll be there to celebrate with you when the rebrand has actually happened. So um, it's an interesting like pivot point that tends to happen and visibility tends to get put on the back burner because they feel like their brand isn't reflective of what it is that they want to talk about now. I'm like, no, 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 no. Showcase it. Bring it to the forefront. (laughs) That's so good when you talk about that with visibility. Because it is, people just stop showing up. Like, I can't mm-hmm. show up until it's perfect. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, such a, I'm glad that we're talking about this. <laughs> yeah, me too. That is really, really great that you've had clients come to you like that as well. It's yeah, li- literally uh, one of my private clients and just rebranded. And uh, she gave me some wonderful feedback. And one of the key pieces was feeling so anchored within herself as she rebranded. I was like, oh my God, that, that feels absolutely yeah. amazing. And then she was she was also allowed to feel like this magical pixie, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, throughout it because it's something that she felt like she had to stifle a little bit. But no, it was actually something she wound up celebrating and felt really anchored in doing so and felt safer for her to actually show up during that transitional side, which mm. can feel very vulnerable, by the way. So for anyone who's listening right now, um, I do want to like, share with you it does feel quite tender and vulnerable even to share when it feels like you're not ready enough Mm. right but again like I said the right people will stay during that time when things aren't perfect yeah and you know and it is really vulnerable Mm. like I think that's why I get that so often with clients it's not just getting a new website or a new whatever it is that you're getting done it's really it's really vulnerable because you've got to like put yourself out there and be like am I enough you know will people understand this and maybe a lot of the time with you know my clients are quite new to the business world so they're like they feel very scared about how people are going to view them from their professional career moving into this new place where they're a business and it's like are they going to understand this this side of me that I want to um showcase with the world and they they feel really vulnerable and it's like just you know just thinking that you've got to if those people that 
like you and love you and are there for the journey they'll stay with you and the others will just like leave behind and do you really want those people with you anyway you know Mm. yes exactly um is a I talk about this quite a lot with my clients and my peers actually about relationship fragility like the fear of someone leaving you if you were anything different than who you were to them Mm. when you first met them and like well don't you want to test how strong your relationship actually is by actually being truthful to yourself and therefore them and if they left you then it was their it was the end of their chapter in your book yeah you know of your journey and it obviously it hurts it really hurts when you thought someone would stay and they actually chose not to of course it's going to hurt um but ultimately it's true kindness to yourself to and you know and anyone around you to actually be true because if you're not who they thought you were then you may not be what they need right now Mm. and it's a hard lesson um painful sometimes but it's I in my opinion I feel it's very necessary Mm. to test the relationship agility by being truthful with Mm. yourself and you may find some people will be in your world even more and relate to you even more and they're relationship with you would amplify as a result of your authenticity a hundred percent I've and I've had that with friendships um one of my longest standing friendships you know at the time you know when I was moving on with my business journey and I remember they said to me well I didn't I didn't change you did I said exactly you know I did change and you didn't but actually what's ended up happening is we had some time apart and I think she did a lot of work on herself without me there saying I think you should do this or that she did some stuff and then we've come together and I think that she she changed within herself and now we've met back so I want to say to some people you know there are definitely people as well that have fallen away and they've stayed away but some of the people they might stay away for a little season but they'll come back you know, if they're meant to. Yes. And now I like it's one of my most beautiful friendships that I've got that's come back. And um, so don't be don't be scared to sort of share your truth and, and who you are when you have these shifts and you realize that, you know, you need to move forward and grow. Yes, exactly. And the right people will help you grow instead of hold you back from it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Ooh, okay. So yeah. and this could this could apply beyond business, by the way, in personal yeah. relationships as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's actually a friend that immediately came to mind. Um, I won't name who he is, but um he's been a dear friend of mine for about five or six years now. We met in person actually at an event in London, and our journeys have changed so much over the last five years. And there have been periods of time when either of us or both of us would just go dormant in our relationship, but we have that kind of relationship whenever we talk again it's as if nothing has passed there's no there's no shaming there's no guilt tripping none of that because like who has time for that (laughs) right and um I really appreciate that friendship and it's one of my like he would actually be someone who I'd asked to be by my side on my wedding day like I'd be a bit different like I have a same-sex partner right and yes we are going to get married at some point and we we thought to ourselves hmm like, do we have to do the whole bridesmaid groomsman thing? Why that? Why like my partner's a girl, so why would she have all guys? You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, you know, we're just gonna have um, 
whoever we want by our side who actually celebrates that so I, I I'll probably have a mix of guys and gals on yeah. the side of the wedding party so <laughs> nice but anyway that's a total tangent but my whole point was um just um similar to yours those friendships that are meant to stay will and there may be a time away but you may find that there is a different season where you align more than constantly being in each other's um yeah um in each other's orbit yeah orbit exactly that's that's what I was looking for thank you yeah Yeah, so there may be a time where you go out of orbit for a while and find your own path and you might cross again which is wonderful yeah yeah so as we've been talking about you know ways to identify um you know where we're at versus where we were and like you know bridging that connection piece I'm curious is there anything you feel like based on your own journey and or working with clients um things to look for as you kind of navigate through this process yeah I think um it's when you when you're for for me personally it's when I was wanting to get on discovery calls so I've got a service-based business um and I feel like a lot of your audience might be the same if they're business owners and they've got service-based businesses and when I was getting on discovery calls with clients, I really felt, and, and I see, I've see i seen this like in the past few months um, a lot more as well, is that you want them, when, when they found you, whether it's word of mouth or whatever, you know that they've gone on your social media or they've looked at your like online home, your website before getting on that discovery call with you. And then when I'm having that discovery call with a client, and I'm feeling like, you know, I'm being totally being myself and like we're having a really great chat and stuff. I think in the back of my mind, I am thinking, do they see me as an expert? Like, have I portrayed that enough where I've shown up online? And I know in, I know that I am. And I think that a lot of my clients know that they are, but you know, we're human beings and so many people like that are the higher, you know, the highest up that you can be in your industry, get that imposter syndrome. And I think that when you're on something like a discovery call and you're feeling like they've, they've seen you online, like has that really, has what they've seen really true to how I'm showing up on this call? And I think that I've not felt in the past, you know, that if they've been online and seen me, that they've really seen me, you know, like, mm-hmm. have I portrayed who I am right now in this moment there? And I think that when you start having those feelings, like, oh, I just, you know, I'm getting on this call and I know that I, you know, I am, I'm the, you know, the boss. I'm like really, really great at what I do. But and I can speak to them about that. But, you know, will they have thought that when they've seen what they've seen? Have they come on to this call thinking, you know, well, a friend's recommended me or I kind of think, okay. But then, like, if I feel like they've come on that call and and my website was like absolutely like where I wanted it to be. And it was just like I, I feel like I would show up on that call with an even greater confidence 
I'd be like, oh yeah, they've seen it. They know, you know, I've got everything together. Like this is like my personality there is who this is here. And and they've seen that. And I don't know, I just show up differently. My energy is like stronger on that call because I already go onto that call feeling like this is in the back. Cause like if they've looked there, like and 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 if it's not like the right fit for them, and maybe you know sometimes you do have to have a you know your personalities click because as a service based business, mm. I really do believe that it is about who you are because you're not hiring you know if you've got two people that you're looking at for a particular role or something that you're looking to hire, and they both have great results you're going to go with the one that you connect with on a personal level because you're going to be working with them you know quite intimately normally when it's a service-based business so so there is always that but like if they've already looked at the site and felt like they've got to know you then like I think that you're a step of the head head there so that's what I would look for if you're getting those feelings where you're feeling like ah I feel like I'm not like I'd show up differently I'd show up brighter you know I'd, I'd push myself more and that's another one you know if you're feeling like I really, really want to like pitch myself for this like dream podcast, or I really like, I want to like speak at this event. And I feel like if they looked at my site or they went on my social media, like wherever it is that you show up, you know, are they going to think that I'm as good as I know I am? And I think if, if, if that's the case and you're thinking, no, then you know that you've got the goods. And if you have the goods like in your in your business and how it looks, then you know that you can just fly on a different level than if you if you felt like your you know your online home wasn't representing this new you that you've you know you've stepped into. Hmm. So what I'm hearing is that, well, first of all, the imposter, like some people call it imposter complex, uh, sorry, imposter syndrome, you said. Um, I, I've just kind of had to uh, reframe it as imposter complex since I've personally learned from Tanya Geisler, who ex- she explains much better, like why why complex over syndrome. But that's not the debate I'm talking about. Anyhow, it's that feeling of being an imposter, right, is <laughs> something that pretty much everybody can relate to for sure and it does come up um at varying parts of the journey but what I'm hearing the most from you is when we feel that again that our when we're in this position it's important for us to feel a sense of congruence with what we have people to to, where we're sending people in order for to activate that I've got this kind of energy Mm. that's that's what I'm hearing is kind of like if you feel any sense of kind of shame or embarrassment or kind of reluctance when it comes to if people said to you that oh where can I find more info about you and you're like (laughs) (laughs) I mean if that feeling comes up then that does tell you that there is something to look into like even if you aren't in a position yet to do that big overhaul just like Liz said you know just to you know make some tweaks make some tweaks to reflect that transitional period of like where you are now and you know you know the big things can happen afterwards but something that is still representative of what's real for you 
at this yeah. moment in time. And I think a really good tip here is, and I've seen other people in my industry that like are absolutely smashing it. Like they're, they've actually just got a holding page. And I find mm. this really hilarious as well, that I know like of two website designers for about a year or two, just had a landing, like a holding page, not even like a long sales page or anything, just like a sort of like website design coming soon like send your information here and the branding that was on that and the messaging and stuff can be really short can be like exactly how you want it to look because it's literally could just be an image or a color or something um and then people you know there there is no sort of like oh this doesn't really represent them or like I'm not seeing this you know thing and then and you don't need to feel like you're unprofessional or anything because I know that they were like do really successful and sometimes it can just be that like I'm not placing importance on that right now because I've got too much to do you know when you've had that shift you're like I am just rocketing and I don't want like how my branding was or all of that to sort of hold me back because I'm so ready to fly but I actually don't have time to like look at that and I don't want to be have that feeling in my head where I feel like I can't fly because it's sort of not quite right with where I am if I just have this holding page and then when I'm ta- ready to do it I can do it but then mm. it's not like oh I need to make those little tweaks and stuff as well so there's also that option yes I I love um holding pages to be honest with you because uh, because any coming theme page is like oh I wonder what is coming yeah um but I think what's really important to address here is the perception of professionalism is vastly different depending on your clientele because um when most people think of professionalism they often think corporate so having to look a certain way say things a certain way act a certain way and that can be the case for some but like for me professionalism like I am dressed in an udi right now right I have a blanket on my lap and I don't feel unprofessional and took, trust me, it took me a long time to get to this point to feel like I'm still professional whilst wearing this stuff. But it's because my the way that I approach my work, like this actually helps me to be the most present. And I think presence, like true presence, is a part of professionalism. Showing up the way that the best way that you can. And it doesn't, if you hear a cat meowing, that's my cat Luna. Like, Luna, shush, mommy's working. <laughs> But anyhow, I like, do you have any thoughts on that about professionalism? Because it's come up a lot in our conversation today. And yeah. it sounds like it's something that holds people back. It definitely holds my clients back about mm. the concern of not looking professional if they don't have all their stuff together when they are doing visibility strategies. Right. Yeah. So I'm just curious if you have a comment on that at all. I think for me, professionalism is <clears throat> things that like turning up on time yes like sending something when you say you're going to send it yes. like like delivering what you say you're going to deliver yeah like and I agree. doing that to the utmost um potential and quality that you can do um so for me that's all professionalism and I think that a lot of my clients that you know I have like I have like a very 50 50 that I have a more sort of spiritual minded client that is a little bit more they've got these big ideas and they're like balloons in the air that you've got I've got mm-hmm. to like pull down and be like okay, yeah. okay we need to do this and then I've got like the you know the thinkers that are corporate that are coming into this world and it's like everything's got to be really professional and like 
perfect because I don't want any of my old, maybe my colleagues to come on and think that this doesn't look professional. And for them, professional is the things are done properly in a proper way on there. So, so I'm just going to talk about websites here, but that it, you know, that it's like a, a particular color, you know, it's got to be like blues or, you know, you know, just like how they've believed something to be in the corporate world. And it's like trying to say with the professionalism that, this could just totally reflect your personality. And if you're really bright and fun and bubbly, does not mean that you have to have like this blue corporate thing because you're maybe going to go into corporate, like say, for instance, my corporate clients. When I think about professionalism on this sort of in the question that you've asked is that if they're going in there and they feel like the HR people, whoever is going to book them needs the website to look a certain way that that company looks. But I find that when they're coming to you, they want to see your personality in there and that, that that's why they'll hire you. So mm-hmm. it is about, you can have like a bright yellow website with like pink hearts on it or something, <laughs> you know, if, if that's like, if your messaging is right, and you're like speaking to the problems that they're, you know, that that are going to be answered for their clients and stuff like that. So I think professionalism is just like delivering, yes. delivering in a professional manner and in, in great quality. It doesn't need to be a cookie cutter approach to your online business, like visually and how it looks. Yes, how you speak. Yes, I I couldn't agree more. So I just want to say thank you for speaking to that because I'm sure you know professionalism crosses most of our minds when when we're showing up anywhere, and it's important to note that it is in the delivery, in the service, in the experience that you give people. Not just again, it, it's it's kind of like what we said earlier, right? Um, you know, making the impression. And the delivery is the impact part of the pro- the professionalism umbrella, yeah. for sure. And um, it's just something that I want to keep. I want everybody who's listening, who you know, to keep that in mind. That professionalism, it can only take you so far um, in terms of the visual aesthetic, and it is important again for the impression, right? Because not everybody stays after the first impression, but don't forget the impact via your delivery and experience as well yeah and when you I just wanted to speak something on that that I I was talking a lot about websites and visuals there and stuff but actually it's how you you know when you were saying in your ID I've had so many clients that I always like and my my emails with them with like a couple of kisses because that's (laughs) who I am and that's how I speak to my friends and that's how I'm with my clients and I might turn up late for my friends, but I don't for my clients. And that's sort of the professionalism bit there. But I'm really chatty and friendly and bubbly. Like I don't stop who I am as that person with my clients because that wouldn't feel right to me. And I've had a lot of my clients say, I found it really refreshing how chatty and friendly you are in your emails, you know, Um because some they wouldn't do that. They would think that that would not be professional. 
Mm. And it's so not because I think we need to bridge the gap about like friendliness, yes. like connection um, over email. I think that's a really important one when you are interacting with your with your um, clients is just to be yourself, however that might be. And if you are a bit more like, wait, you're not putting kisses and stuff, that's okay too. <laughs> yeah, do you know, when you said that, I was like, hmm, like I do give kisses, but it's very rare that I do do that. Yeah. But when... When I feel comfortable with someone, instead of saying like warm regards or warmly as my kind of like um, sign off, um, I would say all my loving best. And I tend yeah. to end that with most of my uh, newsletter emails. But with private clients, um, when they get the loving part, I'm like, oh, yeah, like we're close now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it might be different for certain people because I'm very aware that a lot of clients that I a lot of my clients are coaches. So, you know, they can't. <laughs> speak to their clients like love Liz kiss kiss you know it's a very different re- relationship yeah you can be more you know it's, it's adaptable right yeah it's adaptable yeah. to you and your clients your personality yes so basically the end the end message about professionalism like as we start to wrap this up is professionalism in my opinion is actually doing right by your client yeah that means showing up um, like whether that is to calls, delivering the the assets that you said you would, just doing what you say you would. Yeah, that that's that's it. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know. <laughs> um, anyhow, oh, okay. So that was a much needed tangent, though. I think not not yeah. much needed, as in like we needed to veer away from the main conversation, yeah. but it's an important tangent that we had. So I love that. Yeah. So Liz, we've actually spoken a lot about this whole navigational process of you know when we are kind of like venturing into a new chapter of our lives and therefore businesses as a result of that and how our branding kind of like comes along for the journey what does that look like and so to tie this all up into a nice little bow what is one kind of gem of wisdom you would like to share with our quiet rebels today if any of them are experiencing like this kind of process right now I think it would always be to be yourself no matter what happens is just to whenever you're looking at anything to do with your branding I'm like am I being myself or am I trying to emanate what my mentor or my business coach is telling me to do or am I trying to like look at you know comparisonitis and I'm looking at what somebody else in my industry is doing and I should be doing that I think that we really need to stay in our own lane and just be true to who we are in that moment and you just can't fail because when you're selling your services and being who you are in your business, it's just so much more authentic when you've trade stayed true to you and not like, yeah, not looking at something and thinking, oh, that's not quite me. And you just mm-hmm. you'll just feel out of alignment. Yeah. So be you is what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> you. Yes. Like, as lame nice. as that might sound and like just so simple it's really powerful and true I agree and um the quote that comes to mind to enhance what you've just said is um never mistake the lack of complexity for impact that makes sense yeah right? yeah. yeah never mistake the lack of complexity for impact that could have been so much more smoother but what I'm saying is things don't have to be complex things don't have to be hard they can be just as simple not necessarily easy but it is actually that simple. Be yourself, right? And let people see that. 
yeah to the whichever degree you feel like safe and comfortable of course um anyhow so Liz, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you today thank you so much for coming on to share your experiences um both from your own journey and the journey of your clients as well so for anyone who's interested in learning more about you like where can they find you so share us all the links like your website social media and like don't worry about urls um i'll pop all of that into the show notes so (laughs) where can we find you (laughs) okay so my website's uh, elizabethellery.com and then instagram is elizabeth underscore ellery and ellery is e-double-l-e-r-y and elizabeth with with a z because i know some americans i think in america they do it with an s sometimes and um also like speaking on what we've spoken about with you know if you're if they're struggling or you're struggling to know how to decide since your identity shift whatever that looks like who who you want to be and how to come up with that I have this um workshop a free training on my website and it's about how to create a brand that you love and it's all it's just asking you questions about things like how do you want your clients to feel when they land on your website? What, how would your friends describe you? So it's sort of doing a lot of deep diving um, into that and then also showing you examples because it's all about creating Pinterest boards so that you can get an aesthetic there. And I show you examples of past clients, what their Pinterest boards look like, and then how that can reflect on the website. But I take you through their journey. And I've actually, this therapist that I spoke to you about at the beginning, the HSP one, um, I take you through her journey in the workshop. So you can see how the feelings that she wanted people to feel and how that ends up at the end. So um, that's a really great one if you do want to work on your um, branding. Yes. All right. That workshop sounds awesome. So I'll make sure to link your website, your Instagram and that workshop all into show notes. So my lovelies, all you need to do is just like head to the whichever player you're listening to us on in the show notes, you'll see the link to these links. <laughs> so it's all there for you. So thanks so much for sharing, Liz. So I've got two final questions for you before we wrap up. Are you ready for them? I am. All right. So you and I had quite a discussion in the green room about like whether or not to ask you this question. And we came to an eventual conclusion that, yes, I can. So what makes you a quiet rebel? Like, what does it mean to you and all the feels? <laughs> Go. See, that's what was so lovely about the chat that we did have in the green room before this was I think that in my head, I was so literal about the quiet rebel, about what that means. And because I'm quite a you know, a loud person sometimes that I'm like, well, people think that I am quiet and I am, you know, and and is that what quiet rebel means? And we were sort of talking about, well, it's not really about that. It's about how you, how you feel and show up in your industry and in the world and how you might do things differently to what is this, you know, what everybody else does. And I think when I, thought about it like that I thought well it doesn't matter if I'm loud or quiet or what it how I am but how I move forward in I'm going to talk about my industry is is my intuition and I feel that that's how I quietly love what I do and I don't shout from the rooftops about it it's just who I am innately um when I'm working with my clients and when I'm with my friends you know I I'm intuitively knowing 
how they're feeling and you know and what questions to ask and sort of picking up on their energy and that's how I work um in my business is getting to know my clients energy and then putting that into a design and I feel like I love that quiet rebelness about myself is is my intuition and how I use that in a very beautiful way in in how I work and that's I just love what I do so much because it's so easy and I'm not and I think that other people might have a gift you know mine's my intuition they might have another sort of gift that they're able to see people in a different way or like some sort of sort of tweak that somebody else doesn't do it that way and I think sometimes we might hide that and we might think well this isn't right I should be doing it how everybody else is doing it like other designers I might think well they might do wireframes or they when they have a call with their clients they show them a mood board before they design the rest of it and I don't I'm just like I intuitively will design it and I know you will love it so I just show it you at the end and that's so different to like I think how most designers do it but I don't care because I'm like this is this is me being a rebel and doing it how I want to do it and it works that sounds amazing and it really sounds like you've honed in on your zone of genius and and if it works for you then it works for you because the beauty of there being so many people out there is that some people are going to naturally gravitate towards you some people are naturally going to gravitate towards others who do do the mood board like you know front and center and everything but both work and that's the beauty of it and that's the beauty of quiet rebels that our methods can coexist peacefully with the other methods that are out there we just provide an alternative option without bulldozing and projecting our beliefs as if it's the only way to do things yeah I love that you've gotten to find out what that is for you in your line of work so that's awesome yeah yeah, so thank you so much for sharing. And my final question to you, I wonder if you've got had a chance to little noodle on it a little um, as we had our conversation. So what what is one weird fact or a fun story about you that no one else knows on the internet? A fun story. Um, I was thinking about this before and I think it's more about just like a fun little thing about myself that's maybe a little bit naff but I think (laughs) um you know when I I used to be a fashion designer I worked in fashion for 10 years before doing what I'm doing now and I I well actually this is a fun story so I started a business before when I was didn't really want to be doing my um, fashion career anymore. I had sort of lost passion for it. And before I became a branding designer, um, and I think this is always good just for everybody, just to take the first step. It might not lead you to what you think it's going to, but I set up a business selling inspirational phone case covers. And I um, I taught myself calligraphy. Um, okay. I got the covers sent off to... Um, you know factories and got them made and then a friend of mine was a hand model her twin sister was a stylist at Harvey Nichols and Netta Porter and then the photographer from the fashion company came round to my friend's house and we I, I created this brand for this business and I had such a strong vision for it and then I started selling the products and I think it's really difficult to get on um not on the high street at the time which is a UK-based um business 
And within two weeks, I got on the on the website and then I started sending out my I looked at everybody's Instagrams, all the journalists of newspapers, Instagrams. And if anybody had a quote that I thought my case was quite similar to, I'd send them a, a case. And I ended up getting commissioned to design a case specifically for a story for Cosmopolitan magazine. Wow. And I was in um I was in Ibiza at the time. And I had to get, I was on Fuerteventura, I think it's the island just off Ibiza. I had to get my mum to um, like call these factories up. And I had to like draw in the villa, like this calligraphy for this designed case. And then like, I had to like photograph it, get my mum, get a friend of mine to do it in Photoshop so it looked properly. And then my mum to get this case made. And then a couple of months later, I had a full page spread with my favorite cosmopolitan magazine um so that was just really funny and what I wanted to say is that that seemed like a success but my heart wasn't in it and what had led me to do what I do now is that I love the branding process of it and building a company and knowing how important that was so I want to say to like anybody with that story is that if you're thinking well I can't this isn't I don't think this is what I really want to do forever just just take that Try step it. and because it will lead to something else and you'll have a great story like appearing in Cosmo magazine or something. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> yeah oh that is such a cool detour that you had yeah. <laughs> sure. yeah. yeah and you found out exactly what you didn't want but also which part of the process you love that you want to take with you yeah so the take-home message I'm getting from your story is just try because you never know yeah. you can't <laughs> connect the dots and another one for this one of my favorite speeches is um Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs. Yeah, like, I know which one you're talking about. But... <laughs> like honestly, there are so many times in my life where I'm like, that just speaks to me so much. Like you just don't know unless you try something. Yeah. Um, so everybody, you have to listen to that speech. It's fantastic. Yeah, I I can link that up as well because yeah. um I periodically listen to that time and time yeah. again. Um, it just helps kind of like reset a couple of things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Well, Liz, this has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much again for your time, for your energy, all of your insights that you shared with us today. For anyone who's interested in learning more about you and your workshop, I'll make sure to pop that um, all of the links into the show notes. So no worries about that. And so I just want to say thank you so, so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Mayke. It's been wonderful. Thank you so, so much for listening to this episode of the Quiet Rebels podcast today. For any links that's been mentioned in the episode, you can absolutely find them in the show notes below. And two final things before we wrap up for today. Number one, if you do like the vibe and you're pretty new here and you're thinking, hmm, I actually might want to stick around to see what else comes up here, then I totally invite you to hit the subscribe button. And number two, if you'd like to invite your friends and to help me spread the word to other quiet rebels out there who have yet to find our incredible community, then it would really help if you would leave us a review. So whichever app you're listening to this episode on, all you'd need to do is scroll to the bottom and there will be an option to write a review. Any words will be incredibly appreciated. So thank you so much in advance if you decide to do that. That's everything for today. So thank you again for joining us and I hope that you join us next time. So until then, bye for now.